Barbarian Southern Californian here to fuck up your zen. And Scott Pichul. On my right, my sound engineer. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional and engineer for the show. AKA Old Blue Eyes. Yeah. What the hell are you? That's your theme, dude. Come on, man. Dude, Start calling that guy Bigfoot. Dude, he's always trying to he's always trying to do his own theme. This is your theme. Music. Nah. Yeah, dude. DJ. DJ Sean. My name nah. is Yeah. Flex. Flex. Flex Sean. I got a new sample for Sean. What is it? It's gonna be Eric B. And it's going to be paid in full, and it's going to be the intro. This is a journey into sound. Yeah, that's. I got be a new. I got shit. a new sample to introduce. Uh, uh, young Robert, here we go. <laughs> Spidey Rob, big Rob. Yeah, <laughs> that's our showrunner. Spidey Rob, big Rob. Yeah, Spidey yeah, Rob. <laughs> Someone there. Yeah. How you doing, Spidey Rob? Big oh, Rob. I'm doing good, man. Swinging <laughs> from building Rob, to building. Big Rob. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, we are communicating from, to all our listeners tonight from the Regime Contemporary Gallery. Uh, tonight is the West Los documentary slash Lion Haran collaboration. It's a gallery. We're having a photo exhibit this evening. Right. Basically, we're in a contemporary art gallery, which is inside a luxury hotel. It's called the Mayfair. It's on, it's on 7th Street, 1256 7th Street, downtown Los Angeles. And the whole idea is, is that Lion, who we actually had on the show, mm-hmm. yeah. didn't we have Lion on the show? Didn't we have a phenomenal, wasn't that Amazing. one of the Amazing, one of the best shows ever. Unbelievable best show. Never and laughed he, so hard. Almost uh, cried so hard. Dude, the, the, uh, the uh, colostomy bag story. Man, it just. An amazing story, talking right? Talking about a 27-year-old young man who's been at the bout of cancer since he was about seven years old. Right, right. right. And he's a phenomenal photographer. He's an amazing surfer, uh, motocross. I mean, this kid, nothing stops him. He's just an amazing, amazing, inspiring human being. And he came in mm-hmm. 
right, in the early days, and he just told us the whole story about shit and blood when he was three and four and five, was afraid to tell his mom, yeah. went through this whole story, the colostomy bag exploded in the pool, yep. he was fucking doing all this shit, and we were laughing our asses off, because that guy actually has a great attitude, Lion yes, has does. a great attitude. Yes, he does. And at the end of it, like somewhere in the middle, right? Like it was going gangbusters. And then what happened? What we couldn't upload again? One of the happened? best shows. Again, one of the best shows maybe, ever. Maybe one of those. I mean, dude, better than probably. And you could take listen, no disrespect, but you could take Lepke Diablo, make him have a kid, and that show might not be as good as this show we did with Line. We it was incredible, man. And then what happened? You tell me what happened. You tell the guests what happened. I don't know. Maybe we should ask Sean. What happened, Sean? What happened, Sean, to that show? Don't. I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, you what know. happened? Come on, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. About fifty-three minutes in, <laughs> I looked down and the it wasn't recording. <laughs> so we got lost the complete show, dude. We listen, dude. It was so. It was we got like, the first five minutes and the last. Half an hour. Dude, we were rolling. We were rolling. And like, we were, we were like just on like one of those like shtick highs. Like the conversation yeah, was, was flowing. Just... And I look down and I see Sean and there's like a tear in his eye. <laughs> yeah. And he's like snapping his fingers. And then we're like, what? Yep. And he points at the thing. He's like, it's not recording. Nothing. He's like, I got nothing. And dude, and we got a guy who's been battling like a yeah. life disease his entire life. Pouring his heart out. Pouring Giving his heart out. Giving us the whole story. Yeah, dude. This was his one chance. He was going to launch a whole bunch of stuff from this. He was feeling so hopeful and good. He was like, you know, maybe my life's turning around. Then he looked down at Sean. Yep. Yep. And Sean was like, we didn't capture any of that on, on tape. And, and his health was actually really good until actually, Sean said that. And then it took a downward spiral. <laughs> he had to actually go get a blood transfusion at the hospital because of what Sean did. Yeah. And luckily, he survived. Yeah, luckily. And then we brought him in and we tried to recreate lightning yes, in a bottle. Yes, we did. And, yep, we did. And it was <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. It yeah, was terrible. Was you can't recreate magic. You, you know? can't. You um, can't. Yeah. But... but <laughs> Okay, so so onward, uh, as me and Chumahan take on positions as producers of the Westlos documentary, right? Um, we we needed a photographer to handle behind the scenes shooting, just because covering everything. Because there's so many great scenes behind the scenes. There's so many. Great we got scenes. all these classic cars. We've got dudes, authentic dudes from the neighborhood. All that stuff. If you're just filming this documentary and you're not capturing all of it, yeah, you're blowing it. Right. So we ask a uh, lion to come join us. Right. Take some pictures on set, and right. this guy shows up and just starts taking just fantastic photos. Right. Right. I mean, he came. <laughs> he came in. It, it was like a. Like a like a, a professional like AP photographer or Andy Warhol on fucking cocaine. I don't know yep. what it was. He just showed up like a fucking shot out of a cannon and just started taking pictures. And out of that, like we didn't think anything. We were just like, hey, we want to capture some stuff. We want to help line. We want to make up for what our guy did. Right, right, right. right. Wanted to give him some an opportunity. Right. We tried to tell him like Sean won't be there. Don't worry. <laughs> Look at Sean's face. Oh, blue eyes. Oh, blue eyes. Oh, blew it. And then, so we, so we, so we bring him in. And then what happens? He takes such phenomenal photos. He's taking these photos and we're, and he's showing us, check out this, check out that shot. And we're just blown away with 
the the angles and the photos that he's showing us. And shortly thereafter, we kind of concocted an idea that actually, and from regime. Uh, we were showing the photos online and we were contacted by them. They were so excited. They'd seen some of what Lion had done. They'd seen a couple of pictures he did with some of these classic cars that they approached us and said, hey, would you guys be willing to do a photo show, art show here? Yep. Like basically West Los photography show through the eyes of Lion. Exactly. Right? Yep. And, and we so, crafted out our own show. And so here we are. We're surrounded by all these beautiful frames full of all of the different cars that are in the Westlow's documentary. Um, interesting angles. New. I mean. When I tell you that we are in a gorgeous hotel. Oh, come on. This hotel is gorgeous. And we're sitting in a beautiful gallery. Contemporary gallery. Right. And um, we've got, you know, 72-inch widescreens playing uh, the trailer looped, the documentary trailer looped. Right. And we got these beautiful photos. We got Charlie Chacon, the director, Director's running around here. running around with cameras and filming stuff. Shaking hands and kissing babies. Oh, my God. He won't leave the ladies alone. I mean, you know, one of them told me, they're like, hey, you know, hey, tell him to calm down a little bit. And he, you know, he's running around. He knows who he is. He's got a lot of power. He's like, <laughs> so, yes, he is. <laughs> Last night we had um, we had a friends and family private affair. Yeah, that here. was nice. It was like you know, a... Uh, intimate, you know, A tete-a-tete. Yeah. Uh, a little know. engagement. <clears throat> right. And it right. was kind of like the preempt. To, to this evening right and we're actually what time is it right now we're it's about 6 30 so we're about a half an hour before guests start arriving so what we thought would be great was to bring our listeners right into the gallery with us we know a lot of you guys are across the country you can't be here uh yep. some of you guys have even dm'd us on instagram and said man i wish i could link up and see all that so we thought fuck it why don't we bring you guys down here right real talk real time uh, while the, the art gallery is going on so you guys can kind of talk to maybe we can bring in some crazy fuckers that are walking around here yeah. looking at the shit maybe we can scare some white people if we want to do it whatever we want to do right yeah we'll just listen let me tell you something LaShawn last night uh, <clears throat> the craziest thing happened was so we you know we have this little soiree like we're in here we're having a soiree it's a little engagement and uh, the soiree you said you weren't invited to listen and mm-hmm. and my my so I invited my family down, my mother-in-law, my wife, you know, and I kind of wanted the baby to be there because I'm like, dude, this is the baby's big night out. And the little tigress Sarah, you know, show her stuff around, you know, kind of get her whatever, get her used to the flash bulbs and all that stuff. And anyway, so she couldn't. So my but my wife is like, dude, you can't. We can't bring the baby out. What time is it at? I go 7 to 10 p.m. like normal people. She says, the baby's sleep schedule is not going to permit that. And then we got to come up from the Orange County. And blah, blah, yeah, blah. it's a long drive. So anyway, I said, fine. Sister-in-law, mother-in-law, they're welcome to come. Steve's got kind of a sweet eye on the sister-in-law a little bit. I see him. She's a little cutie pie. He's moving in fast, I see him. The only person <laughs> you got to battle against is, is Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie yeah. introduced himself by saying, I'm a Libra. Right. To my anyway. sister-in-law. He didn't even say his name. He's like, ah, I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Ronnie so, doesn't know he doesn't have a chance. <laughs> oh, I told Ronnie. I go, come listen. On, come on down. Oh, There's food. Yeah, yeah, the Mayfair. By the way, the food at the Mayfair is amazing. They're serving us shishito peppers right now. Awesome. I don't know if uh, any of you guys have ever gotten into yeah. shishito peppers, but... Um, 
Awesome. Right. Thank you. Uh, you Big Rob, Spidey Rob's peppers. not allowed to have shishito peppers because they make them gassy. This is a small space, <laughs> Rob, so take it easy. If you got to do one thank of them you. silent thank ones, you. get outside. All right. Thank hey, you. The bowl's hot. Here you go. You, Sean, these look fantastic. Sean, what'd you do? Look at this. What is this? Is this going to mess me up? Um, they, they've got a nice waitress here. Excuse me. What, what's your name? My name's What is it? Hey, Spidey Rob, hand her the thing. Hi, my name is Miguelie. What's going on? Miguelie? Yes. What kind of name is that? Is that Italian? It's, no, it's Mexican. Miguelie. It's Miguel with an I at the end. Right. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So what are the, what's on these shishito peppers? So the shishito peppers are going to have almonds. Almonds. Some cheese. Cheese. And onion, I believe, and they saute it. Smells fantastic. Oh, all right. Yeah. You're going to be around later? Yeah, all night long. Rob's going to be long. dancing. In his moves, he's a lady killer. Watch <laughs> out. Sure Miguel, watch out. He breaks hearts. Don't, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> It'll be worth it, though. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, but then what happened was, was that um, my mother-in-law comes and I tell her, like, because she's, 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 like, from, she's from Guatemala, so she's a little bit more private, a little more polite or whatever it is. Uh, and so she's kind of outside the thing, and I wave her in, like, come on in, you know? And she says, hold on a second. Then who comes around the corner? My wife and the baby. They surprised me. Yep. Right? Yep. My baby came through. Mm-hmm. And there was people like coming up to the baby and oh. shaking her hand, smacking her in the it's face, gorgeous. rubbing her head for good gorgeous luck, all that baby. stuff. I just wanted to kidnap the baby. Yeah. And you know what? She, she was a trooper, man. She didn't cry. She no, didn't freak out. Nothing. No. She was happy. Right. Mm. She's always happy when Uncle Lucky's around. <laughs> <laughs> How's that shishito pepper look? Fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah, I can so hear you good. just biting right mm. into it. Mm. It's mm. crispy. Bite into it and then you're sweating. <laughs> Beautiful. Charlie Chacon, director. Yeah, Charlie, why don't you have a seat? Charlie, tell us about directing this film. What's going on right now? Where are we at in the process? Well, I'm excited to um, say that we finally got the guys from West LA to be on board. So I'm waiting for them to give me a date to go out there and shoot. And then pretty much we're almost wrapping it up. Dude, how hard is it to get these different neighborhoods on board, man? Has it been, a, it been kind of like a trying piece or what? It's been very difficult. I mean, five years. Five years. It's like I've been waiting for one side to say, yeah. The other side said, we don't know. And then it just happened. How, how did you tip the balance? How did you fucking finally seal the deal? Um, by finally going into Venice and shooting them, right? Uh, you know, with, on film, and they were like, "Where are you at with your film? How far along do you need to go to finish?" Right. And I told them, you know, I'm having a little issues with getting these guys to be on board. Um, they're in and out. Yeah. One day. So they're like, "Just let me give them a call, and then I'll help you out." Right. And they did that for me, and I I appreciate it. Awesome. So you're setting up to film those dudes pretty soon. Pretty soon. And probably in the next week or so. Right. And what is your thoughts on uh, Lions photos and the Westlos uh, art gallery? I'm pretty impressed. Um, He was telling me this is the first time he ever shot cars. And I said, you did a really good job at it. Right. Um, He's very excited. And I'm happy to, you know, be here in the hotel. Because you're a photographer, too. Not really, necessarily. I'm more of a video photographer. Right. But, um, What's the difference between video and, and video? Is, you know, you have pretty much 
it's kind of the same, but I'm more passionate about video. You like the moving image. I like the movie because I um, associate imagery with music. So when I see stuff that um, I want to portray on film, I already have some kind of beat and rhythm going along with it in my head. What, what kind of what are you normally listening to when you're like seeing the film? Like what? Give me some tunes. Like what, oh what? my god, I, it depends on on exactly what I, I'm feeling that day because um, like today, what are you feeling? What's a today's track? Today's track, that's what I, I, I haven't found it yet because I'm walking around filming and I'm trying to like get that little niche going. Yeah, it's early. Is, is it, it's not dubstep though. Oh, no, no, that, I mean, I could, <laughs> I could put a video uh, together with the dubstep music. I've done it before. You have? I've have. You know, I mean, I, my. What about this? Is this today's, is this today's theme song? Think about this. I could see some shit going down with this. Walking from the bar, slow motion. Yeah? Yep. Coming in, up like to the hotel. Maybe you are a fucking director, bro. I, I can see that. You know what I mean? Coming Into in, the Mayfair with his giant M's and the Art well, Deco. Starting from the front door, you know what I mean? Crossing the street, slow motion. Right. And then dark. It's dark, rainy, wet Raining. Right. Perfect. See? Can't fuck with me, man. What about this? Here we go. What's this? That's Lucky walking up the steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. You know what? This is from my um, playlist, uh, uh, Barbarian shit. This is mostly Mongolian like step music. It's crazy shit. What about this one? That's when we open the doors to the gallery and everybody starts walking in. That's yeah. Perfect, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. That's the watcher, right? That's right. Yeah, that's what you do when you take a look at the fucking Westlos documentary. You become the watcher. You yeah. are the watcher. Yeah. What about this one? Pulling up to the hotel in the 64. Yeah. You know, just dropping the ass in with the hydraulics and just maybe you got a valet. Maybe you got a little smoky smoke in one of them big titty Rob girls. Like Rob likes, Spidey Rob likes big breasted oh, women. Oh, Rob. I was like, where's Rob at? Oh, you want to know where Rob's at? Uh, let, let me show you where Rob's at. Hey, Rob, say hi. What up? Spidey Rob, big Rob. There he is. My man. <laughs> Spidey Rob, big Rob. <laughs> What's up with this bowl of chilies here? What's going on? Yeah, dude. We're I'm just sure. keeping it real. Enjoy. No, I'm, I don't like spicy foods. You don't like spicy, spicy foods? No. It's not spicy. What's, what kind of thing is that? Hey, um, you know, Diablo's here, and uh, he wants to say something. Uh, do you, do you, are you going to allow Diablo to speak there, Charlie, in your segment? Um, yeah, Diablo's cool. You know okay. what I mean? Uh, he's a really cool guy. Got to meet him. Meet him and hey, Diablo, um, tell us a little bit about your background. That's what I'm saying. I was in Dust Bowls of Chihuahua where ignorance reigns supreme. <laughs> it's funny because we're from the same hometown. Are you? Yeah. What's the hometown? <laughs> Uh, El Paso, Texas, Chihuahua, uh, Juarez, Mexico. Right. So are you from the Dust Bowls my, my, um, where ignorance reigns supreme? That's right. That's what I'm saying. I was in Dust Bowls of Chihuahua where <laughs> ignorance reigns supreme. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's when my grandparents came out of um, Juarez, which is Chihuahua, Mexico. And um, that's how we connected. And we, we, we connected because he's like, where your, where's your family from? I said, El Paso, Texas. He's like, man, that's my family. Where's where I'm from, too. And then from there, we've been cool. That's a cold thing. Definitely a cold thing. Yeah, that's a cold thing being from it's, El Paso. Uh, that's a cold uh, thing. It's the um, Chico Town, which is uh, Pachuco's originated from. Really? Really? We call it Chico Town. Chico Town. I love that. Hey, did he ever tell you the story about how he lost his finger? 
Um, no, but is it good? Do I, he 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 Did was a female. No, <laughs> her middle it. name was Razor. She was known as the Guillotine. The guillotine. <laughs> no. He lost his finger in Chihuahua. He was a kid, I think, and he was like, ho- like pulling a horse in the back of a truck, oh, and he shit. had his finger wrapped in the in the rope. In, in the rope. Yeah, I and s- I've seen that happen before. And it popped his finger off, right? right? And uh, he got really upset with a horse. And we were able to locate the horse's brother, and we had them confront each other. And uh, this is Diablo getting ready to fight the brother's horse. Here we go. He came in. Well, did you listen to the Jameson, the uh, the last Diablo? I haven't heard that one yet. Dude, this is he comes in with a bottle of Jameson oh. and he's just on one. Wait, right? on, he, the bottle of Jameson is a third God. finish. Right, it's like, rolls it's like evaporated right. into right. his gullet. Right. Does he know um, Guano, <laughs> Alex? Oh, dude. Vodka? Oh, oh they should they should hook up. Shmirnoff. Yeah. Shmirnoff. Yeah, no, we are. We're actually thinking. Uh, we're putting together an exhibition drinking match. Uh, it's gonna be Diablo versus Schmernoff, and uh, we're gonna have. Uh, they're gonna go match like shot for shot. Uh, we just have to kind of like locate Alex and figure out like with what day he's ready to do it. What, dude? Can you, you know Alex better than the rest of us? <laughs> I seen that fool crawling like when the show was over. Like, what are you doing? The show's over. He's like, I'm fucked up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Alex, dude? Alex sometimes texts us and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to keep it cool this week with vodka. And then he's like, in the weekend it gets crazy. What goes on there? Um, I have no idea. I mean, I talk to him and he tells me one thing, but I guess alcohol, being an alcoholic is a real, real serious issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Is he ready to like quit? He says he is, but then um, I guess the temptation, you know, you can't fight the urge. Yeah, I mean, and being we, young, he's a young kid. How old is he? Um, I say he's like what, thirty-two? No, I think he's like, um, I think he's almost forty. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, Alex is almost yeah. forty. I mean, he looks almost he looks forty. Young. Oh, well, he. I don't know about that, but yeah, you know what? Might be right. No, I think I think about- I think he just turned thirty-nine. Um, yeah, I think he just turned thirty-nine. Yeah, because he had a brand he was telling me about, and that brand was around. Like a while like 15 ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever, Spidey Rob, have you ever drank with uh, Alex? You ever partied with that Big Alex? I mean, I've partied with him, but I don't, I don't, I don't drink with him, though. No, like no. serious yeah. drink. No. Like you guys don't get a bottle. Like that was a no, problem. No, no, I, don't no. Drink. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink with him at all. <laughs> He's like, dude, I don't have that kind of insurance. I don't fucking. <laughs> He's a drink with yeah, him. I don't need to drink with him. I'm at a party with him, but. Huh. That's hey, interesting. Uh, on the topic of shishito peppers, yeah, let's get you guys eating some shishito peppers. We need to wrap this food up before uh, people start showing yeah. up. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. So Same you want to just good. take them out onto the thing, you know? I don't think they're they're not spicy. Are shishito no, no, peppers spicy? Definitely really not spicy at all. Get in there. You want to fork? Start eating them things up. What? <laughs> yeah, no, maybe that's why I was short. Why? Because you didn't eat spicy no peppers. Dude, listen, I ate a lot of spicy food, and I'm still short. That didn't change a goddamn thing. You got long hair, though. That's true. <laughs> I do have long hair. You know, and my wife told me no braids tonight. Oh, yeah? My wife told me no braids. She was like, you look like old man Timber with braids in. And I go, she I put the braids in, didn't she? Yeah. But she was looking at the photo. She's like, you look like an old Indian man. I'm like, I am an old Indian. Yeah. I am old man Timber. She's old, like, but you're an Indian man. Yeah, well, she was like, she's like, nah, I like it flowing. I want it out. 
She's like, okay. I want you to be like that angry Indian that was on uh, Dances with Wolves. Okay. I'm like, you mean Kicking Raven? She's like, yeah. That's Kicking Raven? She's like, that guy's sexy. I don't need you to be wearing them Willie Nelson braids walking around. <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> oh, my wife, dude. She's like, don't you, wanna, you want me to get crazy, right? I'm like, hell yeah, I want you to get crazy. <laughs> She's like, well, take the braids out. That's what I like. Take the braids out. You're keep so going. you're flowing tonight. Yeah, tonight I got the hair out. Got the hair Sean out. took his braids out. So. Yep. Yeah, out of his pubic hair. Yeah. yeah, he's braiding it a lot. Yeah, he's got long pubic hair. Most people don't know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it looks like ZZ Top below the waist. <laughs> ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a little guitar on his penis and everything. Flips it all around. Jesus. It's crazy. <laughs> Is that too crazy for you, Rob? No, it's just funny. <laughs> so that was a cat crawling from underneath his jeans at the Right, bottom. dude, I thought he had a witch beneath his waist. I'm like, hey, that thing's riding on a broom. What is that? <laughs> Although it's a true story though Sean did call me one time Sean hit old, old man status Sean what was that story where you were walking Do you remember that story And there was like a pain How'd what? that go I don't know what you're talking about Yes you do I was walking and it You and called pain. me you Oh called, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah What was it Tell that story Tell that story to the kids um, I can't even remember How, how I uh, ended up calling you but I don't know. I don't Come know. on, don't do no, that. Yeah, for you, you, you remember what? No, he no. said he goes. He goes like. So I'm living my normal life. I'm just doing me, right? I'm like, hey, when I get this call from Sean, he's like, bro. He's like, dude, I think I finally hit old man status. I'm like, why? He's like, I was walking down the street and I felt this terrible pain, like in my crotch. It was terrible. And he goes, I stopped and I pulled my underwear down, and all the hair had like gotten into a oh, giant yeah, yeah. knot. It was like a knot, yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. God damn, what the fuck was going on uh, there? That's what happens when you get old, man. I told him to use that VO5 hot oil. Well, then you and that hasn't happened to me. Yeah, I told him, man, you can start using conditioner, man. Yeah, man. You got to use that, that shampoo that just keeps the knots and the tight ends and all that stuff. Yeah. Keep it flowing. So you know who was here last night? Who was here last night uh, was Danny... Um, we did an awesome show with Danny. Were you, Rob? Were you here when yeah. we did the show with Danny? Yeah, I was there. What was his thing again? What, 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 what was he about? What did we talk about? Uh, the one that was in the military, and then yeah, yeah. man, you guys, if you're listening to this, he was here last night. Yeah, he was here last night. You're gonna love this show. Yeah, you're gonna love is... Danny, right? Yeah. I mean, what was what were some of the things that were amazing about that guy's show? I mean, he tells us about what it's like. He joined. The army, the military, because of 9-11. Dude, that... Uh, Remember that? That was a freaky-ass podcast, man. Why was, what was it? Because of the way, what he was saying about, you know, some of his, um, his brethren. Right. That come back from the war. Right. And just... How they've been changed. How they've just been really just racked with, like, oh, Do you remember that? He was telling us that some of them he can't even answer the phone yeah. because it's too crazy. He's got That's family. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, but he was telling us all kinds. Anyway, this guy, Danny, uh, has an amazing story. Esteban Oriol is the one that got him on the show with us. We got to get that guy back. Oh, no, he's coming on the 21st. Oh, cool. We his, sh his Dude, Charlie, his story was so amazing that we could only do one half on one show. We just got to the part where he got to like Fallujah or Mosul and he was like running gun. And he tells us what happens, uh, what it's like to have a, rock, a rocket propelled grenade shot at you. I've heard some crazy stories. Um, when I worked for the city of Santa Clarita, 
my partner in the truck was a um, Iraqi war veteran. Yeah. Young, young guy. Yeah. And he he went back to Iraq like three times. And every time he went back, he was um, in a what an IED where there's yeah. 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 He's been knocked out three times. Did he have head trauma? He, yeah. He had head trauma and he had a nasty cough. And um, the doctors don't know what it is. And he was always coughing, he said, because he was knocked out. He was breathing so much um, dust, uh, sand. Yeah, uh, he was out. So you know what I forgot smoke. to ask Danny about was wind scorpions. Have you ever heard of wind scorpions, Steve? Heard of the no, camel what is spiders? That? That's the same thing. Is wind it? scorpion oh. is a camel spider. Okay, I heard they're they're gnarly. They're dude, big. they're huge. What do you mean? Like a, a dude? They're probably they're pro- they can get to like the size of a boot. Yeah, like a, like a foot long, giant, they? and they're not true spiders. They're they're an arachnid, but they're not true spiders. Like but they're huge, and they eat on dead animal flesh. Oh God! Really? And they're disgusting. Let me pull. Do they uh, do they sting or bite or anything? Yeah, they yeah, bite. You showed me where they bite like, like a motherfucker on a leg of somebody's leg, and it was just right. a big no, boil. Sure. Right? Are yeah. they poisonous? No, Damn. they're not poisonous. But dude, like you're you out there, can you eat them? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can pretty much eat anything that walks or crawls on this fucking earth, but I don't know. These things look crazy. Pull one up, man. Let me yeah, see. I'm pulling one up right now. I hate spiders. Dude, this shit looks like... You ever seen those children of the earth type things? Oh, yeah. Children of the earth is type it, things? Those like moon tierra. crickets? Yeah. Children. <laughs> what, what, I heard a... Oh, he's having a cramp. Now that's what old man fuck? shit right there. That's some old man shit. <laughs> just, Where the hell did he go? So, so Chumahan just like collapsed in his chair, and now, uh, now he's, he's on sitting floor. on the floor with his Ooh. leg stretched out <laughs> like an Iraqi spider. What happens? I mean, he's we just in agony. This guy right just now. now. I've you never guys, seen a guy. Chumahan man down, man down. She's on man the floor down. Right now. now he's just laying on the ground. He's like <laughs> under the table. Man down, man down. Now he's. I've seen you grab leg. Like, pull my leg. Grab his pull leg. his leg. Pull his leg. He did hamstrings, and now he's got. I think he sat in the cramping. toilet for too long. Hey, bro, this guy happened, just went from hosting a show. <laughs> you guys, wait a minute. What happens this if you're driving in that a happens? Show and it looked like Do you scan- have to pull over if that happens when you're driving. Yeah. It looked like. <laughs> It looked like Good Lord, you're shot. like a liability, like, man. Now on? he's now we've got the the gallery manager over here, all concerned, ready to call the paramedics right. to pick this guy up. Yeah. What I mean, this looks like crazy. <laughs> she walks across. Here we got Spidey Rob is. Hey, get up! Spidey get Rob up. is. Uh, get up! You're blowing the whole show. I wish there was a <laughs> podcast, like a video where you could see it. Like a bad hamstring wrap that came right out of his chair. That's hilarious. It was like the movie Scanners. He was talking. Yeah, and all it was of a like sudden, someone, the veins in his yeah, head. It was like he was <laughs> fighting a. a did you lose sort of possession or something? Or are you just okay? Wow. Listen, dude, I did hamstrings <laughs> so. But I did like. I did deadlifts. I did Romanian deadlifts. I did seated hamstrings. I did sprints. I did laying down hamstrings. And I did a burnout. And burn you did a half pint downstairs before you came upstairs. Oh, man. So, so, so tell the audience what you're doing right now. Yeah. I'm like on the ground massaging my thighs. Something fierce, man. <laughs> <laughs> With a yeah. microphone all the way down. Dude, the, ground. the gallery manager is convinced this guy's been drinking. <laughs> hey. So what was that thing you were saying about Diablo? Did you get the bottle? Oh, what man. What were you saying about Fan? 
fentanyl? Yeah, <laughs> bring me some, uh, you know what I mean? Bring me some of that, uh, some vitamin K or whatever that is. <laughs> so are we going to so do the whole show now out. from the, on the Hey, has anybody got some cat tranquilizer? That was the thing I've seen in a while. Ma- Thank you, bro. That was awesome, bro. Like, scared, That was bro. legit. Like, crazy, right? Well, that was crazy, yeah. huh? He was like, ah. <laughs> Fighting off the possession. It's like, ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah. You're still having a hard time. That was great. We didn't put you in a movie, bro. And right? the funny thing about it is he's in a suit. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you guys. Hey, I need that picture, man. That was awesome. I need that picture. That was a real happening. That was that's what happens when you do the show live. Yeah. Can you imagine if people were. It was were like here? taking over your body. Like it was in your <laughs> leg. Yeah, you and you started crying. You and you slid down, bro. And nobody <laughs> could stop you. And you're like. That's crazy. He was going down the slide. You know what's funny is listening to Sean do the blow by blow while I'm like laying on the ground. My hamstrings are cramping. I can hear Sean. He's like, Chumahan's laying on the ground. His legs are up. He's wearing hard shoes. Nobody knows what to do. Uh, Spidey Rob has lifted his right leg up to his head. Oh, practicing that. That's play a tru- by play. That was a true yeah, story, dude. Was, blow by blow. Was, Man, that, that was yoga time. Yeah, yoga. <laughs> I was break dancing for a minute. <laughs> Uh, hey, can you good. imagine us? We're in like the office. So why are you standing up in this room at like why, why are you standing up? Because I'm tired of sitting down. You don't want to fall down. That's why we have these things on. Anyway, on did you see these things? Yeah, dude, check out the beak on that thing, man. Yeah, th- those like are fucking, the wind scorpions have huge it's jaws. Fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. And imagine you're in a war. And you're like trying to deal with that, and then this thing is like sneaking into your cabin, it biting you in the like balls. It has a fucking beak, a sideways beak. It does. It's got one of it's got one of the most painful bites. Oh god, that looks fucking. The only yeah. thing that that I can't really tell is like how big these things are. And let me let me see if I can pull because it's pretty big. I think there's one where if you Google it, they they're holding it up. And oh, it looks like a crab. Huge. It looks, it looks like, like a, a lobster. crab. It looks like a lobster. Hey. Oh god. So. Uh, some so. of the some of the people are just walking in uh, to the Thank to the God art gallery. I know. Right <laughs> oh on time. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, we rehearsed yeah, we that got, perfectly. People are starting to trickle in and, and check out the. Uh, They're looking the at pictures. photographs. Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, kind of hipstery low pants people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sagging, some sagging around here. And Hey, hop, can someone, can Spider Rob, mic. can you give her headphones? Is there headphones to that mic right there? Here, want to have her hop on this one? No. Give her, give Ann these headphones. Let's talk to, let's talk to somebody who actually does something classy with their life. Yeah. Yeah, Ann. Ann runs Regime, the art gallery. Can you hear? Yes, I can. All right. You run, did you ever, uh, were you ever in Iraq or did you ever have uh, hamstring cramps like that? I have had <laughs> hamstring cramps, but not in Iraq. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so you, uh, you run the gallery here, Regime, right? I do. Okay. And uh, how did you get in? How does someone do that? There's a lot of people that I know, hipsters and millennials and Gen Z, that would love to run a gallery, right? That yeah. would be the great thing. How does someone get into that? Well, honestly, it sort of happened by accident. I went to art school thinking I would be an artist myself. But yeah. the entire time I was in art school, I was always helping my friends corral their art and get ready for their shows. And I was like... This is telling me something. Right. Right. And so then how do you actually get connected? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that wouldn't even know, like, okay, is there a gallery circuit? Do you have to be someone's assistant for a while? And then Normally, yes, but it's all really just 
luck. Really? And <laughs> most things are. And so you're super lucky. Yes, <laughs> I am. That's awesome. And so, um, and then how long has Regime been in the Mayfair? Because like the Mayfair Hotel seems to have kind of like a whole art thing going on. It's not just in the gallery. It's right. all over. Yeah, it is. We have all 14 floors filled with art by different artists. And um, we've been open here for about two years. And I heard that Esteban Oreo is on the 11th floor. He is, is that right? absolutely. Right. I love that. And then, uh, no, so is it that kind of a thing where it's like the higher the floor, the bigger the artist it sort of is yeah is it so uh so okay so we're on the second floor so that's beginning that's lion this is his first show right right but this is our gallery so the gallery rotates shows once a month and they're all spectacular shows right yeah. i love it and are you more do you guys do paintings in here is it always photography or what do you do it switches out it usually about every other month we switch back and forth between photography and painting okay and do you have a particular thing that you like are you a sculpture person do you like painting are you into are you into uh you know like a finished fetish with like casper brindel or are you into you know Diebenkorn or what oh, what's your thing well, i do love Diebenkorn. i love Diebenkorn too you know right now i mean i've just after moving to LA in early 2000s, I, you know, couldn't resist being sucked into the street art world because it's all around us everywhere we look. Right. So I, I love it. Yes. I'm Do you have any recommendations? Because a lot of our listeners, they would like to, to have some, they would like to have some uh, tips or some ideas. Do you have any recommendations for, for up and coming art that you think people should be on the lookout for or anything like that? Oh, of course. Uh, well, a couple great spots to check out as always uh, the LA City River Mural Project that was curated by Judy Baca with help from Danny Trejo. They got that wow. started. I love that. Are you listening to Spidey Rob? I am. All right, you're picking up some info here. Yeah. See? And Judy Baca is the director of Spark and Venice, which is an amazing resource for upcoming artists. It's uh, Spark stands for Social Public Art Center, so it's a great resource for young artists to get started. Wow, I love that. What do you think of that, Charlie Chacon? Charlie Chacon's a director. He's directing a documentary, Westlos, getting all of these these car culture, this classic car culture, lowrider culture on the west side or whatever together. What do you think about that, Charlie? That's pretty interesting. Cool. I, I didn't know Danny was working with that project. Yeah. He's actually, yeah, actually part of our documentary. Danny helped get them their spot, too. So they're in an old jail building in Venice. Oh, really? Originally, it was abandoned. And, and Danny helped Judy get in there by just squatting. And then they took over the place. I love that. That's when, you know, sometimes you just got to go out and just grab what you want, right. right? You seem like that kind of woman that just goes out and gets what she wants, right, Ann? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then what are the drawbacks? I mean, is there any, any what's the bum outs? Like if you're a curator and you're dealing with the, the galleries, is there kind of a pain in the ass part of it? Uh, I wouldn't say that there's a pain in the ass part of it, but it looks a lot easier from the outside than it really is. It's a lot of coordination. Yes, people think, you know, that I just sit behind the desk and, you know, wait for people to come in. Well, the art has to get on the walls. It has to get here. Right. So there's, there's a lot that goes into right. it. Right. You've got to maintain a lot of fabulousness, yes. no doubt about it. And do you have to network a lot? Like, do you have to go to functions all the time? Absolutely. Last weekend was Designer Con, where there was about 40,000 people. And I don't know, there was approximately 500 artists there. So I was there to network. And yeah, very busy. Spidey Rob was at Comic Con. Yes, yeah. that's a great <laughs> one. <too>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, oh. thank you very much for having us here. The Mayfair is a, a super classy place. And then the yeah, art that's beautiful. outside, right? Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. <clears throat> now, is all the art for sale? Like, can you, can you purchase whatever? Yes. yes, almost everything is for sale. There's a few pieces that belong to the owner of the hotel, but most of the pieces mm. are for sale. Who's, in this, who's on the outside right here? Uh, right now, we have a show by uh, a young, uh, young LA artist, Gabe Galt, and he painted these awesome, Amazing. iconic portraits. Yeah, yeah I love right. that. I love that. And then you were saying something about somebody took some photographs that you like, uh, Spidey Rob. Who was it? Evidence? Yeah, Evidence. Yes. Yeah. Evidence those, has those also has a floor, and then a lot of the photos in the staircase are by Evidence. Yeah, yeah. big shout out to Evidence, yeah. right? Um, Unless you're being criminally prosecuted, then let's hope we can subvert the evidence. <laughs> and uh, and then also, so whose concept was it to turn the hotel into also an art gallery? Uh, mostly that came from our artist in residence, Risk, real name, Kelly Graval. So awesome. Kelly is on the top floor, and then he also has an amazing mural on the side of the building that is very new. Everyone should check it out. It's a collab with Risk and Mir One. It's beautiful. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And the whole, and the design of the building itself is Art Deco, or what would you call it? Yes, it's definitely Art Deco. So it was built in the 1920s and then revitalized just in the last few years back to its original glory. It's super luxurious, super beautiful, super classy. Thank you so much. Everyone should come to the Mayfair Hotel either to stay the night, eat the food, or, or come just in. Just check out the gallery, art, man. the art. It's crazy. Man, hey, listen, uh, Mr. Headphones, Mr. Earbuds, if you want your girl to get impressed with you because she's looking at you and you don't have abs and you're kind of schlubby <laughs> and you want to look like a big shot and you want to look like you have some class, take her on a date to the Mayfair. Have her come to the restaurant, walk around, take a look at the art, come, listen to this podcast and talk about Risk, Evidence, Esteban Oriol, Lion. You, Anne's probably going to be here. She loves art. Ask a couple of questions. You will look like a super classy, educated, elevated culture dude, and probably things are going to go real smooth. Smooth sailing that yeah. night, right? Yeah. Right. 1256 <laughs> West 7th Street, Los Angeles, just on the other side of the, of the 110, right? All right. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you, Ann, very much. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yep. That's pretty intense. Yep. So what have you been up to? I feel like I haven't seen you, Sean, in a while. You saw me last weekend? Did I? Yeah. Over at the, when we recorded the other shit? Yeah. Who were those people? Who did we record those days? Um, <laughs> we recorded, uh, what was it? Man, dude, what you have? Was what's the wrong? art? It was a uh, Alex, 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 the business guy. Oh, that's right, Alex Joseph. Alex Joseph, who told us like all of us stuff. He was in the cheese business. He was in the wine it business. It was kind of weird how much shit he's done. Yeah, he doesn't like to finish anything. He starts new. He's an entrepreneur and he takes shit and sells it. And then remember he. He left LA and went to Napa Valley. Yeah, and yeah. then we put together that weird skit where you and I were pretending to have dinner. That was <laughs> hilarious. That. Yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. <laughs> they all, everyone got weirded out in the room. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then we had Casper Brindle, the Casper artist, Brindle, right? Uh, yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, man. So, I, you know, I, at the beginning of that podcast, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to get a little highbrow. Yeah. And then we got a little, we got a, it was a really cool. It took us on a, on a cool ride, I think. Yeah, well, it was it was different exposure. I mean, it's definitely Southern California, and it yeah. was one of the few guests that we had that's an artist that's been kind of accepted into 
like the modern art of museum right. all that stuff right. right and not necessarily a street guy but right. but southern california and, and it was it was interesting to talk to him about why he started doing that in the first place um that's right that's how we that's that's what we did yeah and then uh and then we came over here hey what's happening what hey you want to get on the mic put the headphones put the on. headphones on yeah yeah we're just running this is the Hard Luck Show. You ever listen to the Hard Luck? Oh, yeah, I cut a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. what's your name? Uh, Mike Bravo from Venice. Mike, Mike Bravo, Bravo from Venice. Dude, you got some serious shit in your ears, yeah, brother. What bro, is what's... that? You ain't fucking around. That's turquoise, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's big-ass turquoise. Yeah, yeah. Huge yeah. chunks of turquoise. Right, it's like a silver dollar. It's like as thick as a silver... Uh, inch and a half, yeah. Inch, inch and, and a half, half yeah. man. How long have you been working on that? Uh, It's about 2003. But Damn. I've been this size for about like eight years, maybe. So I've been this size for a minute. You know? Yeah, yeah, I like. You going that. any bigger or what? Uh, you know, I might go a notch up bigger. I kind of just yeah. do it when um, I feel like I've advanced in my own, like I guess, so progress healing. Right, know? right. Yeah, I don't do it just to do it. You know, right. I have to find a significant. Sort of like tattoos. Like if you get a new tattoo on it. Yeah, a, I have to self reflect and really feel if I, it's time to go bigger. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. So wait a second. So what? What? What level did you get to that you that you got those ones where you were like, you know what? It's time for big turquoise. Bravo's going big turquoise right now. Well, I just got these turquoise just maybe about uh, two, three weeks ago because my cousin passed away, rest in peace, Bobby Hernandez from Santa Monica. Yeah. And so I, I left my stainless steel ones with him in his casket. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. So I need some new ones, oh. so I was kind of rocking no uh, earplugs for a while. Right, which yeah. is kind of where it looked like apricot, dried apricots or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, but a, little, a little browner on my skin. Yeah, right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. And then, uh, and so where do you go to get something like that? You have them specially made? You know what? I, I look around for things that I want, because a lot of things I like to do, I prefer organics. Right. Yeah. And I prefer more like a traditional indigenous. Right, is right. that American uh, Indian turquoise? Yeah, yeah. Th this, is, um, this is actually, uh, I don't know where it comes from actually. But turquoise, obviously, it's more of a like a native Southwest, yeah. you know, North right. Mexico type yeah. of um, endeared uh, a stone. What, what's yeah. what's your ethnicity? Um, I'm I'm Chicano, but uh, my people are Purépecha yeah. from Michoacan. Oh, so, right. You know, Dude, Chicanos yeah. got Indian blood. Right. Oh yeah, most, right. Yeah, most of us do. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cousin. Spidey Rob. That's my cousin. Oh, my that's cousin. my cousin. Yeah. That's your cousin. Yeah. That's my cousin. Yeah. No shit. Oh, I know that. I yeah. Real, real, real quick, just kind of. Give them, you know, a little more information about what you do as far as like, you know, working for the community and stuff like that. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I wear a lot of different hats with the community. Um, I said I'm born and raised out in Venice. Yeah. West LA in general. My family, uh, Bravo family, we're fifth generation out there in the Venice area. Awesome. Um, my family from from Culver City, Santa Monica, Venice. Not too much Soto West LA, but um, I'm I'm back at my grandma's house in Venice for the last maybe ten years now. Yeah. But a lot of what I do is uh, indigenous education work. Oh, cool. Um, but a lot of it's covered. Um, it's I say it overlaps with a lot of the Venice anti gentrification work. Right. Which topics you've uh, covered on on the on the show on the and, and then the Westlos documentary yeah. is also about that. Yeah. So one of the things I do as a native person too, as a Mexican native, because I'm still. A visitor here on Tongva land, Chumash land. Yeah, Kachimir that's land. right. Because so, I tell people, I'm like, I know you're five generations, but let yeah. me tell you, the American yeah. Indians been here for a couple yeah. more generations. So even, so even as Mexican Indians, we're still visitors here. Right. You know? So I work closely with Tongva people. And one of the things we do is we have this run called the Four Corner Spirit Run. So we run to different neighborhoods, um, you know. Uh, when is it? When is this? Um, the next one it probably won't be till May. I haven't set a date yet. But yeah. Normally it's every spring, end of March, April. 
but I haven't done it for a few years. I have took a How long's the run? Uh, it's approximately about 15 miles, more or less. Can I do it in a lowrider classic car? Do I have to run? Uh, you have to run. <laughs> you have to walk, or we have prayer spots too. O- only if you uh, Flintstone it. Yeah. All right. No, all right. you're free to come. You know. Yeah. It's all about the participation. But um, I love it. We go to different neighborhoods, but as well during that. Um, during we stop at different sacred sites in each neighborhood or uh, community spots, we also stop by um, acknowledge the Tongva sacred sites along the way. I love right. that. You know, nice. so the local Indian spots. Yeah, yeah. so that, that that way, it's like it's a way to get the, a lot of Chicanos who are still in this Latino Hispanic mindset yeah. to re-identify and practice their native traditions. I love so that. So it's one thing to like learn their history. Oh yeah, the Aztecs did this, the Mayans did that, but. How do we act right now? How do we put that into action? How do right, we? Right, right. So it's, yeah, so it's called the Four Corner Spirit Run. The website is spiritrun.ws. Dot .ws. Yeah. I love it, yeah, man. Let sure. it keep us in the loop on it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. brother. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I even brought my Four Corners uh, shirt that I usually rock during those events, too. It's old kind of beat-up shirt. Oh, but. shit. The old beat-up shirts are the best shirts. Look at that. Yeah, I love that shirt. I love that shirt. Yeah. Unity. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. unity right there. Yeah. 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 Unity. Yeah, the right old on. school guy from uh, Culver City had made these shirts for us about four or five years ago when we did the run, like, whatever year that was. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Lion, why don't you get on here? This is the uh, man of the hour, the honored photographer of the... No, look at this. He loves it. Look at that. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go for it. I would sit down, but I just got over some hamstring cramps that, like, <laughs> ha- I, Shut the fuck I'm up. not kidding. Ask him. Yeah, he fell on the floor trying to try to manage. I the was cramp. in the, you the picture. Spidey bitch. And Spidey show, Rob show, had to show him the picture. Listen, listen, Lion, Lion. I was in the middle of trying to describe a wind scorpion, and I got two cramps in both hamstrings, and I straight like. Like fell on the I floor. I know that feeling, dude. It's the worst feeling. <laughs> but it's just like that Charlie horse, and you can't like anything, yeah. you, nothing. You can stretch out every part of your leg, and it's just there. I was doing crazy deadlifts and everything uh, today, so uh, I worked out my hamstrings, uh, and also it's like, man, I was like, plus the weather too. It's cold, and nah, you know what? When I do my hamstrings, like super focus on them, I can get that. I've had it a couple of times. <laughs> so you see that? I look like I'm drunk. Look at lions laughing. He's oh looking at the God. photo. Let me see that photo. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, Jesus Spidey Rob's like Spidey holding Rob. my leg up. He's looking like, what am I doing? So, Lion. Yeah. What do you think about the show, brother? How's it going? I, uh, it's amazing, dude. Honestly, I, I'm blown away. Like, I'm truly blown away by just looking at the photos. I, I don't think I shot them. I think someone else shot them. How many uh, photos? How many photos do you think? Like on? Like do you have up on the walls around here? What we is got twenty three on the wall, twenty two on the walls, and one um, up at the front. And I was actually, I loved all the photos. There was one that I was specifically so stoked to have. Yeah. In here, and it didn't somehow, someone didn't put it in the cut. Like it was my top. What was it? It was uh, it was two Impalas, and it was this, like this magenta like candy flaked magenta yeah and this this like orange just like it was like an orange julius who the, in the fuck sun. is responsible for this i don't know bravo come on oh, so we're gonna find this we're gonna find this guy uh, and take <laughs> him out know. behind i don't know right? it might have been lucky oh well, well in that <laughs> case never mind yeah, no, no, in that case just, you're on your own line i'm not talking <laughs> shit no there was it was yeah, I don't know. I, I went around the room last night and I was like, where the fuck is this goddamn photo? I love that. 
I didn't even uh, realize that I, I didn't have it when we signed the images. Right. Because I was in the hospital. Dude, how in awe of you is your girlfriend? I mean, you're um, like, come on, this has got to, does this, this impress her yet? Like, is nah, she like, come no? On, man. What nah. is it, man? Sean's She's, wife's not impressed with him. My dude. wife doesn't even listen to the show. I'm like, dude, you should listen to the my show. I don't want my girlfriend to listen to the goddamn show. Why not? <laughs> well, when I'm on it, fuck no, because there's stories that I don't want her to hear. Oh, yeah. come on. Those are the good ones. <laughs> That's endearing. <laughs> That's endearing. Dude, you should have saw a line yesterday. He had a full suit on. He was well, well, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So I, like, I had no idea what the dress code was. You know, I was just like, fuck, I never asked. I thought right. it was just casual right, the whole right, time. Right, right. And so I texted him and I was like, what, what are we wearing? And he sent me a photo and he was in like a blazer and some slacks and they right. looked good. And I was just like, all right, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to show up and I'm going to look better than everybody. And you did. And I had, I rolled in, I got this fitted Hugo boss suit and I was just like, fuck everyone. I'm rolling it in. It had like oh, a yeah. slight pattern on it. It, it was, was dark blue with yeah, like a was, uh, slight oh. pattern. It was like, yeah, it was like this. It was plaid. It was like a, it was very subtle. Guy looked like fucking Hollywood royalties running around. Shit. He had a fucking <laughs> handkerchief, like you know, nice. like Don Draper, perfectly yeah, set I up. Felt in the, the, I felt sort of agent the need, you know. I felt and then that. he had all of his fucking rings. Oh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. rolling around. God have him. Yeah, right. dude. And then he's holding court everywhere I went. There was like eight people around him. And he was like right. directing traffic, and he's like, oh, listen. And there was one person I saw. I don't know who it was. It was like a dwarf, and they were down on their knees kissing your pinky ring. I don't know what that was what? about, Lion. I don't know. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Lion took these these photos and he was there the day that we had the shoot and he was you were running around like a man on fire. I got there I got there around like six thirty right. in the morning. And I shot until close to four in the afternoon. Right. And it was fucking hot that it day. It was hot as fuck and I was in Dickies and I was tripping. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, I just, I just pretty much wore a wife beater and Dickies, and I just was like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to sweat my ass off, and I'm going to run around and shoot photos the whole time. Right. And if people know, like, Lion, Lion's got a, a, a health thing that he deals with. He was fucking doing his race down in Baja, California, or where, where was it? Well, I didn't get to race because I was in the hospital, but yeah, it was in Baja. Right. We put together, like, a whole race team. What kind of race was it? So it's a 1,000 mile. It's called the Baja 1000. Score Baja 1000. It's the longest point-to-point race in the world. Right. Um, off-road over the most. What kind of fucking vehicle are you supposed to have to fucking do that Well, shit? there's different classes. We race motorcycles. So okay. we race dirt bikes. But you race against trophy trucks, uh, like, million-dollar you know, million trucks and buggies and unlimited budgets. It's like the Mint 3000 yeah, and Fear and Loathing in Las like, Vegas. It's like the Mint, right. like Mint 400 yeah. in Mexico, but it's 1,000 miles. Right. Right. So, right. so it's the longest point-to-point. Like continuous a race, thousand miles. This year was eight oh two. How long you got to be on a bike to go a thousand we, miles? We so you have a it's a it's a relay. So pretty much you you put together a team. We had a ah. we had a five person team. Each person did roughly around one hundred sixty to one hundred eighty miles. How do you drink water while you're you? You have a Camelback. Oh, word. you wear a Camelback. Do you on take your a back. shit? You piss? Dude, while you have you're so done much adrenaline that you can't even think. Right. You can't think about. And if you got and you does it go like pad, all night? Yeah, no, it's a non-stop. That's when it's continuous. Holy so you gotta, shit. So you got to have good night riders. And then Holy it's, shit. It's the craziest. It's the craziest terrain 
imaginable and it changes every five miles uh, right like so it's, like it's like mountain shit like, or like go, what is you go through you started it's a start start and finish in ensenada yeah and so you this year went um counterclockwise which is not normally what it does right so it goes into the mountains from ensenada drops down um across the highway right over the santa tomas drop down to the right. to the coastline you run about 140 miles down the coastline it's like high speed oh my god like it's like 100 miles an hour 20 miles an hour 50 miles an hour 10 miles an hour and right. you're in goalies and washouts and dust and just like and then you, like you know but you then know. you get and then you go back into the mountains and it's the most technical like rock you're literally rock dancing through I heard the goat thing trails is, and then you come out of there and you then you get into the dry lake bed where you're doing 105 miles an hour I heard it's like God. so fucking dangerous you go through all these goat trails and everything and at the very end you gotta speed through a bunch of drunk college students who are down there for spring break right <laughs> no senior frogs or whatever there's, that there's is there's not <laughs> Nah, it's not that bad. You got a drunk Mexican. <laughs> yeah. It's worse. So you were, so you were rolling through all that. Uh, but so then, okay, so that's like your dream, so right? So it's been my dream since I was a little kid. Um, I've been going down there my whole life. My uncles have won championships down there. And I've been a part of race teams. And this year, I was just like, fuck it. We're putting together the team with like a few of my best friends. Right. You were not taking no for an answer. Pretty much, yeah. And so we, we, we raced the unlimited professional class. Right. Like the top tier, the highest class that you could race. Right. Um, that's what we entered in. We were the low budget underdogs. Um, their budget was probably close to fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars for their race. Right. I put together by myself twenty thousand dollars, got us a full factory race bike, full support. Nice. Nice. They have helicopters following them, like one to two helicopters, one filming, one one following a mile ahead of them and telling them in, in their ears. Like what's happening? Them, like if there's anything that's changing, if there's anything that they need to be aware of, anything nice. like that. Yeah. We came down there, and nobody knew who we were. We finished out of three hundred and seven people. We finished. Uh, six motorcycle across the line, fourth in unlimited pro, and twenty third wow. overall out of all vehicles. That's fucking awesome. Damn. And we raced for cancer. Everything we did, um, we're filming a documentary right now. Uh, filmed prior to it in the hospital, uh, like myself in the hospital during the process, and uh, and yeah, and it's just it's it's fucking madness. Hey, who's this guy that I got my arm around right now? <laughs> the most interesting man in the goddamn world. <laughs> he's putting his ear to the microphone as if he doesn't understand how fucking technology works. Yeah, me, he's like one of the fucking smartest Spidey dudes Rob. I know. Spidey Rob, let him, let him get on the, get on the thing. So this guy, Uncle Sean, Uncle Sean, Uncle new Sean, house. yeah, new house. He's, Pull the mic up. Listen, Uncle Sean told me a story that he delivered a baby in Hawaii by himself, oh, yeah. right in the front room. That's not true. What? No, <laughs> no, but we did it, deliver our own baby. Right, that's what I'm room, But in, in Malibu. In Malibu. In Malibu. In Malibu. Yeah, okay. Malibu. So yeah, you did it. And he apparently he bit the umbilical cord with his teeth. Uh, with his teeth. Yeah. Sucked the blood. He did. He well, said, not only that, but I've got Mama right here. Mama's right yeah, here. Yeah. There's, oh! there's Dude, mama's fine. Sean, you did all right for yourself. You should see you should see his son. He's like his son, his son looks like a fucking like he looks like Hercules like a god. Like he literally looks like Adonis. Like, like he's like he literally looks like he fell from heaven. Like like this like yeah. nothing from nothing, Sean, but that came from her, I gotta yeah. say. So who's mama? Who's mama? What's her name? What's your name? Mama is Fatima Rivas. Oh, Fatima oh, Riva. Put it up wow. to your mouth a little How more. Did she even okay. yeah, 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 she even yeah, said that. Put it up there. Put it up there. 
Get, it, get right. it close. It so can hit, it, it can hit is us. Is it true? Little. Did he deliver the baby in Malibu? He delivered the baby in our living room. Yes. Yeah. Like on the Davenport or like uh, on the Chase Lounge or where was it? <laughs> It was uh, it was kind of in the middle of the living room, and I was squatting, and he caught the baby. <laughs> yeah. And the baby's head was wrapped around his umbilical cord, but he did kind of like a head turn. Right. And he just kind of like whipped his head around, and he was all good. I heard that Sean was big in a hacky sack, and when the baby came down, he hackied the baby out of the umbilical cord and caught it. Is that true? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what Fucking happened. Fucking yeah, That is right. you're the man. Skills. Skills. That is so good. Yeah. So you are here to support Lion, his photo shoot? Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of looks, yeah. can we all just say how, how, good, how good it is to see Lion and how good he looks tonight? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, he always looks good. Yeah, he's I mean, a fucking shit. hot Come dude. On. Hold Come on. on. Just off me for a second. Look at this fucking child. Oh, my God. That kid, oh, he's, seriously, yeah. he's seriously the most, like, you gotta stunning, stunning you gotta, child. You can't let him go to school where there's women to distract him. You right, gotta let right, him just yeah. homeschool send him. Send him yeah. to an all boys school because yeah. that dude is breaking yeah. hearts. I, yeah. I, got, I have a bubble for him. Do you? Yeah, Very yeah. good. There's gonna be a <laughs> lot of crazy women just hurling themselves right. at the gates trying oh, to get in there. That kid, that, that kid is uh, he's uh, already a lady killer. He, is, yeah. he, he has a, uh, a girlfriend already. Oh. How old is he? Uh, four and a half. Oh, oh my God! Born <laughs> yeah, All right, Jesus Christ! <laughs> we need to tell Spidey room. Rob how to work his shit, man. <laughs> my son can teach him. Yeah. <laughs> Part I of love the, it. So okay, so congratulations. Thank you very much. Congratulations! It's Fatima. Fatima. Fatima, I love that. <laughs> and and how did you meet Uncle Sean? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I was modeling at a trade show, and I think I was modeling for oh, shit. swimwear. <laughs> modeling at a trade show. And, and uh, Sean went not to look at women at all. Never. No, no. no. <laughs> Just to look at the new inventory of surfboards and snowboards. Yes. All right. And uh, we had mutual friends, and uh, we met about 20 something years ago yeah wait a second wait a second wait a second let's fucking back up for a second yeah we yeah you kind of glossed yeah, over yeah. A <laughs> so so it's clear to me why you would be modeling uh swimwear that makes sense sean yeah, does, uh, that's, sound that's man sean pretty, does that make appropriate yeah. right okay yeah. and then uncle sean you're there and did you see her right away or were you looking at surfboards and she got in the way like how did that happen <laughs> You know, way. you know, it's funny. This is actually kind of a debatable topic where when, in my mind, when we first met, it was like time stopped. However, <laughs> when she retells the story, she doesn't remember meeting me at all. So. Because she's super fine and you're like regular. So like for you, it was like, you know, the first time ever I saw you. And for her, she was like, who's that guy over there? Get out of my way. Is that how it was, Fatima? Or did, was it love at first sight with Sean? No, that's a it no. Was, it was love at first date. <laughs> How, so what's the move, Sean? That's big. That's baller status. How many guys are are too scared to ask you out on a date, Fatima? Uh, I don't know. I don't go. On, I never went on very many dates. Because most guys are intimidated. Have you ever come across guys that are intimidated by your beauty? Absolutely. Is it a total turnoff when a guy's like, uh, like scared to talk to you because of your attractiveness, or no? No. no. Not at all. Not at Do you all. find it adorable? No, not no, not necessarily. Okay, but you just don't think about it. No. 
I don't think about it. How did Sean approach you? I <laughs> see. Sean, what was so to take us? Juman, yeah. we have a guest over here. Yeah, bring him in. But we're, we're, we're in the middle of an intense interview right now. It's getting hot. <laughs> no, no, just get in. Just listen, listen in and then jump in when you, where you fit in, my brother. All right, so by the way, this man is a published author, right? Riley Perez. Hi, Amazing Riley Perez. guy. Uh, we had a great interview with him. Um, I don't know how much I can tell him about your story right now, but yeah, yeah. Riley, uh, Riley is, um, like I said, he's a published author and it's, uh, the, what's what the, real? what is real? The life and crimes of. Life and crimes of Riley Perez. Ooh. And, uh, he told us some very interesting story. We had a long talk, right? About two and a half hours. Yeah. Right. But by the time we left there, everybody was like, head was spinning and dizzy because it was so interesting. Yeah. We started off with your stuff, like your life, your history, everything that you did. Um, uh, and then eventually we wound up like discussing different OJ uh, Simpson yeah. theories. Did oh, he wow. or did he not? Right. Yeah. Was it the son who went to chef school with the knives right, or whatever? Right. Yeah, that was interesting. But um, so, Riley, why don't you introduce yourself to uh, Fatima and Uncle Sean? Uncle Sean's a major producer. Um, he does. Um, he's like the producer for video or film or whatever for what's the name of the agency? Uh, I work with Universal McCann. We do uh, McCann. McCann Erickson. If you've ever watched Mad Men, he's the Don Draper. He's Don Draper, <laughs> Sean Draper, and that's proof, and that's proof. He's got Fatima, right? Don Draper, man. I mean, that's yeah. Big shoot to fill, but you know. We'll, listen, we'll back, Don. We'll back fill him a listen, bit. Don Draper. Well, and you know what? Don Draper never caught his baby, so you're one up on Ooh. him, right? Right. All right. So she's she still she still got me chasing a little bit. You know, we're still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's oh, how you keep it interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fatima. Look at. Let me tell you something. Fatima looks like she can handle herself. You can't oh, say yeah. Fatima. You gotta say Fatima. 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 Oh, it is Latino. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sean's getting nervous. Right yeah. Sean's like, hey, stop that Spanish shit. That's right. He's like, hey, come on. Don't forget, house in Malibu. We got a kid together. Come on. What's the matter with you? Fatima. Here, Riley, come here. Tell me later how to say Fatima properly. <laughs> So Riley, why don't you? Uh, what, what's what's going on with you? What's your big thing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm finishing a, a second book. What's the book about? Um, I'm writing it with the uh, the rocker Tommy Bex. Yeah. It's his memoir. Okay. Um, really interesting story. Uh, he's out on the road right now, but. Uh, what's the crux of his story? What makes it fucking interesting? What's the real thing? I grew up in abject poverty in Brooklyn. Um, Twin brother, yeah, adopted uh, as newborn babies. Tommy looks like he could be my younger brother. Like you know, you could tell there's an ethnic mix of white, right? Black Something's of some up kind. in there, yeah. His his fraternal twin brother looks more Irish. Okay. Uh, many years in, uh, Tommy already in the rock scene went back home after he was clean and sober, and his twin brother tried to kill him. Holy shit. Yeah. Fatricide. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, but, you know, I mean, had he just survived that alone, that would have been a, a magical story. But Right. Uh, I don't know if you know the song by the Cranberry Zombie. Yeah. yeah. Come on, zombie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so his, his band covered it, and it came out last year. Right. And uh, Dolores was had 
accredited his version. The lead singer for the Cranberries. Yeah, before she passed, and she was going to uh, record with him. Oh. Um, yeah, the night before she passed. Uh, the night she passed, the next day she was going to go into the recording studio. So in his life, he's had many moments where great news is followed by this crazy disaster. Disaster turns into better news for him. Uh, but he, he just a tenacious guy who never never let the circumstances he grew up in completely define his life. Right, right. So let me ask, and that's a little bit like you, right? I mean, you, you haven't quit. You've had your adversities. You had your ups and downs, whatever. And you keep going, and now you're an author. You know, the thing about you, Riley, is, is that you have an innocent, like, very beautiful face. You're a great guy and everything. But then, like... And I'm like, dude, I want to tell, I want to tell, I want to let them know, like, the, the background and the stuff that you've lived through. But then I'm like, why does it always have to come back to that? Do you ever have that sense? Like, you know, do, am I going to explain, like, all the whole thing or, like, what the, the book is about, what my trials and tribulations have been? Or, or is it no big deal to you at this point? Uh, whatever needs to be said to get someone to pick it up and then dive into the bigger story well so listen riley has gone through a major journey and one of the one of the parts and it's this part of his book is finding out like who his true essence is through all of the different through being incarcerated through all these other things and one of the things that riley did uh is that uh he kidnapped joe francis the guy who did the girls gone wild video no kidding. yeah and, and he was doing something to help out somebody whose daughter accused we don't know for sure. Right. Accused Joe Francis of doing something untoward. So somebody asked Riley to be like, hey, I can't really go to the cops on this thing. And Riley was the kind of individual. He was a producer uh, of a certain kind, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> Riley made, made certain things there were happen. Videos. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. There were videos. He, he was hired to get the job done. He was hired to make a video of, John Fran uh, of Joe Francis. Uh, in an untoward position that he normally puts a lot of other women in and made his fortune on. And, uh, and, and, and even had a flash grenade. That's my favorite part. He had a wow. flash grenade. Joe Francis walks into the room, he throws a flash grenade, and then disorients him. They drag Joe Francis up. They've got a camera all set up. Uh, oh, man, I've got to read this book. Is, yeah. is this the book you're working on right now? No, that's no. That's the one that's already out. You oh can actually God. order this right now. Where can we order this book right now? Uh, Amazon's the easiest, but uh, local bookstores. What uh, is real? The, the life, life and, and crimes, crimes of. of yeah. Unreal. That might have to be your, your first Kindle purchase on your new Kindle. I, I, it's is available on Kindle? Kindle, yeah. And Audible as well, or? Uh, Audible, um, where it's in the edit process right now. So. Listen, you know what? I got a suggestion. Why doesn't Sean play Joe Francis in the Audible? <laughs> 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 Soundman Sean yeah, could do Joe that. Francis. <laughs> You could you could do it like. What are you a, doing here? <laughs> Help! What do you Help. want me to do with this dildo? All right, fine. What? What do I need That's to do? That's not gonna fit. <laughs> I want to take it all away. You want me to look at the How camera while I do that? this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, there awesome. Was some funny moments, as we brought out. Yeah. Your show, we haven't we haven't launched it yet, but you should hear his show. His show is amazing. It's coming. I, I look forward to it. Yeah. And, it was, it was and long. This, and this commission was already dealt with dealt with so we can yeah. talk about it oh yeah i've already i served the time for it and that's what the book covers is day one of incarceration going forward um it doesn't cover the entire incarceration but it gives you and the reader enough to, to understand uh, the journey i went through the mental how you wrap your mind around i can't just walk out 
I have to deal with this society that I'm that I'm now in. And they want the world. And, wow. right, and and in yeah. this new society that they want you to choose lines and choose yeah. things, right? Yeah, shit that you know. And I'm from Malibu. What do I have to right choose north or south? Right, exactly. I'm, you know, it, so yeah, it's it it definitely. Uh, Peter, when when we did the first reading, he said, you know, it's a psychological, sociological study, right? Examination of. Uh, of a life lived through crime and the after effects of it. And one thing that I kept coming back to was at any moment I, I have to, uh, tr- you know, ratchet up the violence because I'm in a violent world. Right. Uh, but at the next minute, how can I show some, uh, some, some uh, I guess, humanity wherever I could. If I'm ever in a position, as I was at different times, where I was the decision maker for other people, uh, do I act out as a tyrant or do, right. I, do I show some compassion, which I believe is the, you know, the, the side that I prefer to lead with. Right. Um, so that, that, that's a, a theme is, you know, which side will prevail. Which the true, uh, the portion of you that have come out on, uh, at the end of the day. Which is what, like, informed the title, which is What is Real? What is Real. What yeah. is Real. You know what? What's the answer to that? What is real, Riley? God damn it. We live in this fake world. We're in plastic Hollywood, fucking bullshit L.A. What is real? What's the answer? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's one that you're going to figure out <laughs> on your own journey for you. Right. You know, I mean, we'd have objective truth, but... Uh, there's so much that's left up to interpretation. Um, you know, if, if we say right now we can all agree that it's nighttime, but if you said it's daylight, then you're you're working on a whole nother level than you and you know you're talking some philo- philosophical shit right now. Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, we want to bring you a special guest that's here at the uh, photography show. As a, as a man who needs no introduction, published four books. Obviously levitating wherever he goes because he's so fucking harmonious. <laughs> Noah Levine, Dharma Punks, Yo, what's up? Against the Stream, everything, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Happy to be here. I love it. So you and I were just talking about you coming back. I, I would love to. I had a good time doing yes. the, the podcast and happy to come back. Right. So when do you think, like maybe next year, like after the holidays? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to go to Thailand, do some meditation. Is, that, is that what a meditation dude does on, on Christmas? You I'm go to gonna, Thailand? No, I, come, I got kids, so I got to be back for Christmas. Christmas. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm back on the 22nd. Where are you? Go- How long are you going to be in Thailand? Three weeks. And what it, tell us, walk us right through well, this I'm real a, quick. I'll do a week meditation retreat, seven-day silent retreat. No uh, talking. No talking. Ooh. And I'm not teaching. I'm just sitting with my teacher with this right. monk named Ajahn Amaro, who I met this dude 28 years ago. Right. When I was a 19-year-old kid getting sober just out of juvie hall. Like a and, real and monastery he's like, monk. Like he's a monk. He's a right. white dude from England. Okay. But he ordained in Thailand in 1977. And he and just. So I met him back then, like original. And, and then when I started talking to him, he's an old punk rocker. He's like, when I, or, when I went to the monastery in 1977, I was listening to The Clash every day. Right. And I'm an alcoholic, and I just like stumbled into this monastery in Thailand and never left because <laughs> I found some truth. That is so amazing. I was just like, oh, this is my dude. Who did he talk to when he stumbled in? 
Well, this was the lineage of Ajahn Chah, which was also Jack Cornfield's teacher. Okay. So there was some Westerners. There was a little scene okay. there. Like Got his, it. his story was like, I was getting drunk on the beach in Thailand, and somebody was like, you should go check out this monastery in the north. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm going to go check out this monastery. And he just like yeah. showed up and never left. I love that. So you're going to be there. So I'm going to be in Thailand. I'm going to spend a week. The first week will be with him in Bangkok, where he's giving like public lectures, and I'm going with a couple homies. Right. And we'll just like stay in Bangkok, go to his lectures. Right. And and then, <clears throat> then we're going to go down to the islands, to Koh Phangan. We're going to get tattooed. I'm going to get the rest of my head with that nice. traditional Thai hand poke tattoo. I love that. And then I'm going to go into retreat. And right. then I got to get home for Christmas with the and then kids. You, man, it sounds perfect, yeah, right? Yeah, it's going to be dope. Welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah, no right? doubt. That's, no that's doubt. Los Angeles Christmas. Yeah. Well, all right, man. We're glad to have you. I know you yeah. got to bounce and yeah, you got no, some stoked, stuff to do. Stoked to see you guys. Yeah. Love the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Great having Let's you on. Let's get crazy. Yeah. Let's just get crazy. Yeah, we'll here. talk about some real shit. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, brother. Yeah. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Sean, are we recording? What's going on? All right, Priscilla. Priscilla. What's up? What's up? Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can totally hear myself. All right, so who invited you here? Charlie Chacon. How did you meet Charlie Chacon? Instagram. Instagram? <laughs> oh, yeah. He saw your picture and was like, come on down. He totally did. I guess that's what worked, the filters. Yeah, no, exactly. So Char and, and insurance, insurance. Okay, and what about insurance? I offer classic car insurance. I specialize in all the lowrider cars. No shit. No shit. Wait a second. Cars. Wait a second. Can, really can I tell them your name? Because I see you guys. Okay. So right now, let me describe to the listeners what's going on here. We got a nice, I would say, she's got blonde highlights. She's got red lips. She's got a she's got a piercing, a hoop in her lips. She's got shiny eyes. She's got her makeup done right, right? She's got her outfit, her purse is there. And then on her thing, she's got Priscilla Vallejos for Farmers Insurance. And what she specializes in, Shuring Classic Cars, is that right? Yes. Super cheap, full coverage, no deductible, hydraulics, low rider, everything. And then Shit. and then you're on your Instagram handle, you're talking to Charlie Chacon and he was like, he saw your picture and was like, come on down. He's like at Lady P L O L. <laughs> so all right, cool. So how many classic cars have you insured? Honestly, right now, probably about fifty-five. Fifty-five. In and is last, it in the last like talking to the mic in the last like three months? Okay, really? so no bullshit. Let's, Since I met him, let's listen. Let's quit fucking around. Let's let's let's, let's fucking get down to it. Listen, you better treat Charlie Chacon right if you know what I'm saying. I definitely will. Listen, I definitely you, listen. Will. Charlie Chacon needs a lot of extra special attention if you okay, understand. Okay, okay. Listen, TLC, yeah, he, listen, he's looking a little lonely. You know what I mean? I obviously all above board, all above board. But a little longer hug when I see him. Ensure everything if you understand what I'm saying. Cover everything. Every full cover. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Full coverage, coverage, right? All right, no exactly. deductible. No deductible. He can't handle that right now. All right, I can't. <laughs> Charlie Chacon can't handle a deductible right now. He needs a full coverage. All right, for sure. All right, all right. Thanks Give me a high five. Yeah. Thanks. All right, Priscilla Baez. Nice meeting you. You want to get your classic car covered, see this woman. How do Please, they contact in you? In Long Beach, California. Right. 562. Yes. 372. Yes. 7887. All right. And then Instagram at Lady P. All right. Charlie Chacon, you owe me one director. She's going to yeah. take care of you, right? All right. Right on. All right. Dude, you're amazing. All right, no problem. Thank you so much. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you just did a major favor. I know. Yeah, you just really... He better fucking... Out. He owes you. He owes me.
I'm actually more interested, though, in finding out more about Esteban's, like, theory on what it takes to be a great photographer, especially in an age where it seems like any, it's so accessible. And Esteban has told me some things where he's like, you know, people do, like, this spray and pray kind of thing where it's like, they got a digital camera and they can shoot a thousand pictures. And like, one of them's going to be pretty good at it. Right. But even that's not really going to carry you to a place where you're going to have your own floor and Starbucks is going to try to rip you off and all that other stuff. In order to get to that level, you got to have a signature style. Like, you have to have a, like, a thing where they're like, hey, that, that's a photo. You don't even need to see the name on the photo to know that's an Esteban Oreo photo. Right. Right? Right, 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 yes. right, right. 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 So what? And, 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 I, and that know, takes a long time. It takes consistency. It takes shooting real film. I think you know when he breaks down the difference between the digital stuff and real film. Esteban, your dad was also a photographer and stuff. Did he ever help like critique you a little bit and give you some insight into photography at all, or were you kind of like on your own? I was kind of on my own, and then, uh, but he liked the stuff and that that like he never told me this is a shitty picture or you're fucking this up or doing this wrong he just said i like that shot that's a good one and that that's enough you know like, yeah that lets you know like you're on the right track but he didn't say it about all of them so if he picked one did you kind of like look at that and think about what yeah. what was in that photo that made it something yeah i would look at it and be like i wonder why he said he likes this one mm -hmm. and then i would look at him and be like okay and then uh you just keep that in your head you know yeah store it in the bank yeah that's true man that's just interesting money in the bank store money in the bank pay. store it in the memory bank just like you would a caption of a good porno movie no this you know what i'm gonna tell you something man my dad sometimes would say things to me you want to know something i'll tell you something <laughs> your dad wasn't telling you many nice things huh no my dad was a fucking hard case but Every so often, he would say something positive. Yeah. And that shit would stick with me. And there you know, you go. <clears throat> when, I you was go. Like, when I was like in my 20s, I started getting into this thing where I would get a book that was only on one, like, one subject. And one of them was, this is going to sound crazy to you guys, but I read this book called The Amazing Secret Life of Lobsters. Okay? And this entire book, and we're talking 300 fucking pages, mm. was all about lobsters and like their life cycle. And it wasn't a dry science book. Like it was like he took you from everything. And there were some things I read about. And I read, like I learned that I didn't know that lobsters have a thing that they call a lobster train. When they're out in the middle of the ocean deep where they're safe, when they come in, like just like bikers in Europe where they all get in a line because it creates a the lobsters will run in a single line in order to break the, the, the resistance so they can get from the deep into the rocks because that's when they're most vulnerable, right? And that's pretty crazy because you don't think of lobsters of having like that much intelligence, but they have enough smarts to figure out what's the fastest way to get from the deep to the rocks. And my dad saw that and he goes, you know what? I like what you're doing. I like that you take one thing and you learn everything about that one thing. And since that, and it's been about 15 years since you said that, I, that's what's driven me to read, I think. It's because of that. Like yeah. you said, when, you're, when your dad kind of highlights something, you kind of look at that, and that kind of does influence you a lot. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Like he's just taking a highlighter marker and saying, this one's good. It doesn't say nothing about the rest. Right. Like, okay. All right, I'll take that. That's interesting. Interesting. I Very. love that. Yeah. 
Hey, so um, so who was here, Steve, that you thought was influential and cool? Because I saw some hot chicks. I like, look, my wife is the hottest one, but I saw women, some hot but, chicks. You know, I, I, there was a, there was a, quite a few artists. There was a few designers here. There was a few um, fashion people here that were very you know large people, large people in the game. Right. Um, some low the creative director for Chrome Hearts was here. The the owner and founder of uh, Citizens of Humanity Denim Company was here. Um, uh, the owner of Lincoln Tattoo was here. Oh, uh, that's cool. Um, uh, Noah Levine was here. Yeah, well, you like, know what? He jumped on. He jumped on the podcast for a little while. He said that he wants to come back. Riley was here. He's another great writer. Right, he, you you brought him over. Uh, you know, he he sat and talked to a number of, of interesting people. There were a couple producers hey. here. <laughs> What's going on with you right now, man? What do you got going on? Uh, just some movies, uh, books, clothes, what's the, shit like that. What's the new movie that you got that's coming up on the horizon? The next one is the L.A. Originals documentary on Netflix. And coming what's out in 2020. It's uh, like kind of like the, the movement that me and Cartoon uh, kind of like created like his, his style of artwork and my style of photography and filming. Right, like in Soul Assassins and all that stuff. Yeah, the whole movement that we, like our, our little group was a part of. Right. And so that's coming out in um, do you, 2020. It, 2020, but you're not exactly sure what month? or No, they throw it around. Like it it's, depends on like the legal, you know, like when we get the releases done, when you get the all the contracts signed and all that kind of shit. And Lion, the photographer, listen. Yeah. Lion hey, that's building. a big honor for you, Lion, that Esteban Oreo is here. Listen. Listen, this man, get on the mic. Get on the mic. Yeah. We have the, uh, we have the Pope of Photography here. <laughs> we have the Pope of Photography here from Vatican City, and he's, uh, he's graced your photos. You're on the second floor, and one day you might be able to make it to the 11th. You know what I want to say real quick is I want to say, one, is how proud I am. And two, I want to say, to have Estevan at the same time on, you know, Estevan opened the doors to stuff like this so that photo shows mm. like this could even happen. Yeah. That's you know true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to have, to have Lion, you know, grabbing a torch and starting on this lifestyle photo of this culture of where Estevan's been doing this a while and to see like the young, the, the new and the older do this, I just, we're, we're talking to two very talented people right. on, on two different spectrums of it. It's and true. it's just like, I got to watch Estevan at your age yeah. begin doing this thing um, where all the odds were against them, you know, and everybody was scared of it. Yeah. And I've gotten to see where it's come now and you enter into it in a different light and I just think it's beautiful, man. Thank I think you. it's great, man. I mean, this mm. is honestly, I like I was telling you, I'm 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 so grateful and thankful and speechless, and I I to be here with Esteban, one of my favorite photographers since I was a child, like an idol. I've looked at your work my whole entire life. I try to base a lot of stuff around your work. Inspirational, amazing, and just to have you at my show, my first solo show. Yeah, dude. Drop the fucking mic. I'll walk home right now, straight up. Like this is yeah. like I'll die. I'll die happy right now. Yeah. Dude, I, I, dude, he's tearing up a little yeah. in his yeah. eyes yeah. when he's yeah. saying yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Like this it, is like this is this is something that's like I've dreamt of being. You know, I've dreamt of just having a photo printed. Yeah, I've had like I've had a little bit of small shows here and there where I did collaborations, but you'll have my first 
solo show documenting something that I grew up around and having the backing and having support and having my idol show up to this show, my first ever show. Like, what, what, more, what more can you ask for? Like, that is, like, if you're not grateful and thankful for that, then fucking get out of here, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 absolutely, I'm, man. Uh, I'm out of this. I still want, like, hey, man, let me ask you a question, man. Like, because I, you know, you know, let me tell you something. Let's just get real. Let's stop fucking around. I'm tired of this bullshit. Esteban, like, well, I watch, like, I was watching tonight, like, you know, what Esteban does, you know, like, what his life is kind of like. Now, do you get a lot of young photographers that come up to you and you're like, hey, you're my idol. What's it feel like to have young people be like, hey, you know, you're my idol or I'm inspired by you or you, you led the way. Does it actually move you or, or is... You yeah, yeah, you are, of course. You'd be a fucking idiot if you didn't, you know, like... <laughs> it's, it's, uh... It kind of makes you feel uncomfortable a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, and, like at first, people used to like come up to me and I would trip out. Like, why are they coming up to me? You know, because most of the guys that were coming up to me were from like, you know, like from the hood. Yeah. And they'd be walking up to me and, and everybody, like if you're in L.A. and you're from the hood, you have like a certain look when you're approaching somebody. And it's, right. It's not like with a smile, you know. Right. It might not be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like they're just like walking up on you and they're like you know hey what's up man and right you think like to me like when you come up to me it's either you're gonna be smiling and say hey what's up homie like you know it's nice to meet you or whatever or you come up with with that look or the vibe from the hood yeah and, and you think it could go either two ways right then and there right but then they open their mouth and they say I love your work, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, you know that. It's not gonna be one of those situations. Yeah, you, it it throws you off when people come up to you and say, hey, I love your work and stuff like that. It, even though it's happened like you know a lot of times, yeah, it never gets like easier. You know, it's always kind of like, oh, okay, cool, thank you, thank you, you know, and you're you're kind of like. Um, I don't know. It kind of makes you like uh, embarrassed, kind of, you know. That's interesting. I don't know though. why, but it just does. No matter who it is or where or why, it's always kind of like a weird feeling. But I learned from like be real, that you just be cool to everybody, and that goes a long way, you know. I've seen some people like, you know, act kind of shitty with people. Yeah. And they like up, too good to be like, you know, superior. Yeah, they ended up with. You know, bottles in their face and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want that. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah, but you know what, man? I'm gonna tell you something because I, because like, this is the thing. Because I also watch you here, and then, but then there's like lots of people. Like, so, so, like, it's one thing to have a nice, good-looking kid like this with a bunch of tattoos and a Sex pistol shirt, and be like, yeah. "Hey, you're my idol," and you fucking look at the thing, and it all makes sense. Yeah. But then there's a little. I saw some kind of wacky kind of chicks too, like come up to you and be like, "Hey, what are you trying to?" And a lot of talk. Do you ever get like hassled a little bit, where you're like, people are trying to to get your attention and talk to you about their project or whatever they're doing, and it's hard for you to be like. Yeah, well, it, sometimes it goes a little longer than you want. Yeah, it's how do you cut? What's the move to cut it off? There's not really one move. You just kind of <laughs> like, uh, somebody else will come up, yeah. and it's like you know you're kind of oh cool they saved me. You know? Yeah, I kind of felt like that with the insurance lady though. When she was calling up. She was getting a little frazzled, and I was yeah. like, when I was like, let's put her on the mic. Hey, Juman, mm. we're gonna, this guy's tired. I don't want to let him go. I he's, gotta bounce. Gotta go. Oh, yeah. I, oh no, go ahead. Sorry, I just, <laughs> just wanted to come over and say goodbye and say thank you. You're welcome. 
We're proud of you, Lion. You listen, good, man. Lion, you said, tomorrow. listen, Lion ominously yesterday said, I got some business that I got to talk to you in private about, right? I did. I Are did. we going to sell some cocaine together, Lion? Yeah. No, more ecstasy than cocaine. All right, okay. Molly, baby. I like, I'm proud I like to of you, feel Lion. good. I don't want to grind my teeth. Contact me anytime for this private business, my friend. I'll call you tomorrow. All right, perfect. And you did great tonight, right, you brother. Did great. Thank, Thank you, Thank you, brother. Congratulations. Great show. One day you could be on the 11th floor, but we're happy that you're on the, the second ten, one. Hey, it's all good, dude. 10th. Right. Or the, maybe the 12th. Time will tell. Time will tell. It's all good. How many floors does this place yeah. have? All right, Lion, thank you very much. Go. You're a beautiful man. Go, you beautiful girl. Yes. Go get some rest. Go get some rest. I love you. Killed that shit. Killed that shit. Thank you so much. No problem. That's the one. You imagine that being a photographer and, and like having that handsome fit. Look at that guy. It's over yeah. there. I love you, buddy. His girlfriend's lucky, let me tell you. All right, get some rest. Every time we talk to him, there's that eight guy chicks around blows him. me away, bro. I love Just that guy. Yeah. That guy's got the best attitude. Yeah. One of the best attitudes that I've he ever does. come across. Yep. But sure. um, he did good. He did good with this show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what was your... If say you did good, then you did good. Hey, Esteban, where was your first photo show? Um, it was in Tokyo. No your shit. first photo show was in yeah, Tokyo? it was called uh, Sex, Money, and Murder, I think. Yeah, boy, was, that, uh, you ain't pulling no punches. And listen, get that straight, bro, that he had to go to... It was in Tokyo. Yeah. What does that and mean? So, let me, I'm going to tell you right now. You, he had to go... How far is Tokyo? 6,000 miles away? Yeah. That's where he got his first break. Yeah. It was some hot bones, not America, not LA, not Southern California, that would give him his first break. It was Japanese Guys that would back him and give him his first. They weren't scared, as Stephen would say. They weren't the only ones that weren't scared. They put their money where the mouth was and backed the show. What was it called? Uh, Sex, Money, and Murder. I love that. And uh, the second one was here in LA. It was like in 1997, I believe. It was at George's Gallery which was owned by the Beastie Boys. It was on Hillhurst. Nice. Over there by... Uh, in Los Feliz? Yeah, yeah, Los Feliz. Hey, so in the, in the first one, in the Tokyo one, uh, and you put it up, I mean, what was the experience like having a show in Japan? Like, are they all super formal and, like, very, like, respectful? Oh, yeah. Japan, Japanese people have, like, I don't know, I don't want to say the most respect, but they have a lot of respect. Like, they, they treat you like a king over there. Yeah. Like, you really feel like you're a guest, and they roll out the red carpet, and they treat you right, you know? We yeah. got a lot of love for Japan, man. Yeah. yeah. A lot of love for Japan. And uh, our first show, it was me and Cartoon, and we had over there... Uh, I forget the the name of the street, but it was over there by Harajuku. It was across street from Kitty Land, and uh, it was it was cool. It was a trip, you know. It was like pretty fun. And uh, the second show, uh, we had my wife got uh, arrested on the way there. <laughs> on your second oh, show, yeah. On what charges? Uh, some cop was messing with her, and like. He got, he didn't know who what he was dealing yeah, with. Yeah, she ended up uh, throwing her keys at him. <laughs> and he charged her with some kind of little bullshit. I don't know what it was, but some she had to do three weeks in the county. And um, but the good thing is, is I had her food stamps. Yeah. And I bought all the food and drinks for the art show with the food stamps. Brilliant. That's a good use. And then uh, that that night, uh, cartoon and lucky came in the lowriders and they went to the valley parking in the back of the gallery 
and something happened. I don't know what happened, but the valley parker was on the on the ground, <laughs> and then the cops came, and when the cops came, they came like maybe like ten deep. Yeah. With shotguns and shit. And because my, of the cars. Because uh, the valley parker was on the ground, and when they came up uh, I, I went to the front you know because I've seen a bunch of cops there's a couple hundred people inside yeah and uh, I go I told my dad I go hey dad you know come with me to see what's up with these guys you know because they they came in aggressive you know like, right coming in hot mm-hmm. so they roll up to the front door and they're and I and I met them at the front door I go hey what's up guys and they're like uh, we had a call that there was a guy with this car that had a, a newsy an or, Uzi. Yeah, like a Mac, Mac 10 or Mac, Mac 11. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, with, with this car, that's not that's not real. That's not true, you know? Yeah. And so uh, they go, well, go get the owner of the car. So I had my dad wait there, and I went and got the guys, and I, I brought them up, and I go, hey, you know, here they are right here. With, you know, what's the problem? Because we wanted to just clear it up and keep it moving and have a great art show. Right. Well, when, when uh, they came outside... The cops put them, you know, hands up with the shotgun down on the ground. Get, you know, get down on your knees, put your hands behind your head, did all that shit. Holy shit. And everybody thought that we, because we kind of knew people in Hollywood. Yeah. That we had like, it was like a performance. Like it was part of the show. Yeah. And they're like, this is fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) This is so. Pictures of the cops. You got pictures of the gangsters. You have pictures of the women and the lowriders. And then. You have cartoons art, and you have the low riser front, and the cops are doing like a, a fucking bust out front. Like right. this is so cool. Total immersive experience, yeah. really gritty, man. Yeah, yeah, That's like, real authentic gritty. Exactly. <laughs> and, it was, and I was like, that is, we didn't set that shit. That's real. That's that's live right now. Yeah. This is how it is. Yeah. And we ended up selling a few pieces and got some you know decent press mm-hmm. and uh that's kind of what kicked us off doing art shows man that's awesome yeah the first one in japan the second one in uh, los Feliz at the beastie boys gallery and the and and what did you get the one in the beastie boys because of the one in japan or was it just no i don't i don't remember how that one came together but um it came together and we we knocked it out yeah that's awesome. And now, you know, fast forward to, uh, you know, 20-something years later, and we've been doing, uh, you know, museums and doing shows all over the What's world. What's the craziest museum that you ever did? Was there one that you were like, fuck, I find, I mean, as an artist, I feel like I've really made it because I'm in this museum? Yeah, the MoCA. Downtown yeah. LA. Yeah. yeah did was, your dad go to that one? Yeah. That, that must have blown uh, his mind. in the streets. Did it blow his mind? Yeah, fuck yeah. He was <laughs> tripping cool. out, you know. It was like that was like one of the biggest my one of my biggest nights, you know, doing a show. And then uh I got a lot of good response from Beyond the Streets in LA and New York. Yeah. LA of course was better. But uh, you know, I've done uh I've done probably fifty maybe fifty art shows. You know, it's interesting because we have, we had a guest on not too long ago, Casper uh, Brindle. I don't know if you know Casper Brindle. He's a painter. He's yeah, a Casper he, he, from West LA, white blonde dude, and he does all the crazy paintings. Anyway, he's he's a he he does like paintings, right? Yeah. And his kind of paintings are they're like 
Horizon. They're like Horizon, but they're 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 abstract. Yeah. And then he's into this thing that they call finish fetish, which means that he puts a coating after you have this abstract art. He puts a coating on it that like plays with the light and all this other kind of stuff. And you look at them and they're pretty dope, but yeah. they're but they're they're abstract. But his art like went into the mocha. His art was, you know, there was a certain point at which he you know finally was taken seriously as an artist and uh and it's an interesting place because once you hit that level or once you once you're being taken do you ever feel like you are able to like yourself take yourself seriously as an artist or do you still think of yourself as a guy that's you know a photographer or do you think of yourself as an artist um depends where i am what does that mean if I'm in a gallery in a museum, I'm an artist. If I'm in the street shooting, I'm a photographer. And do you, what are the differences between that? Like, do you ever feel like when you're in the when you're in the museum, do you prefer one or the other, or is this just your life? Uh, which one? What do you mean? Like, do you prefer being the artist in the museum, or do you prefer being in the street photographer? Or it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's, no, it's, it's your all, life. It's all part of it, but it's different, different elements. You know, like in the when you're in the street, it's just you in the environment, and you're shooting and being creative. When you're at art show, you're like you said, politicking. You know, shaking hand, kissing right. babies, rubbing right. shoulders. You know, like trying to uh, get to get to the next one but when you're shooting you're focused on getting that great picture that might one day be a classic photo is there a because like you're known for certain environments and certain places that you go for shooting your photographers is there a place that you haven't gone yet that you want to go like do you want to go to the russian space station and take photographs i mean (laughs) would you if they invited you and said esteban oil LA Fingers, we want you to come up to Mir Space Station and take photos of all that shit. Would you do it? Yeah. So is there any untapped places that you're like, man, before I die, I want to I wanna go there and take those photos? Um, I mean, my goal, I think there's like 190-something countries. Yeah. My goal is to hit half of them, and I'm at 56 right now. So... I mean, there's a lot of places that I would like to go and take pictures and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just uh, you know, all, most of those are I was paid to go to the places. And that's why I was able to travel, you know. Would you ever like if the president, not this president, but a president said to you like, hey, I want you to follow me around for the next week because I love your work and I just want like you to take real. Would you do trips like that? Yeah, I would even do this one. You would do Trump? Hell yeah. It would be pretty crazy behind the scenes, I mean, right? It's just part of history. Right. You know, like it doesn't matter what what you what the politics what are. you personally think of somebody, yeah. it's like you're getting that moment in history. Oh, another two grand. Yeah. That shit is fucked Cha-ching. up now. <laughs> is there any is there, has there ever been a, um, an I opportunity to, to photograph something of history or whatever that for whatever reason you weren't able to do it and it and it, and it and it bothered you and it like it still haunts you? Yeah. What? Uh, I I was in uh, different places where I where I've been around certain people and I didn't shoot them. Because I thought, like, oh, I'm going to play it cool and I'll shoot them, you know, when I get the job to right. shoot them. Right, right. Like Tupac and Eazy-E. Right. You know, and uh, mm. 
now they pass and they're historical legends. And if I would have just took two seconds and be like, hey, you know, is it cool if I get a shot? Right. I would have had those. But because I was trying to play it cool and, you know, respectful and all that, I didn't get the shots. And, you know, easy come, easy go. And easy did go. He sure did. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Maybe one of the, the better rappers, right? Yeah. Some of those songs, I fucking love them still. Yeah. Hey, with the shit that's out now. 100%. Esteban, I got to tell you, man, it's been a pleasure getting to know you over this time that we've been interacting and everything, and I appreciate you sitting in and just, and just, and everybody should listen. This is the kind of guy that Esteban really is, which is he'll just fucking sit and shoot the shit with you or whatever. We're on mic, off mic, whatever it is. And uh, I always learn something new and something interesting from you, man. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. Yes, sir. I'm going to call President Trump tomorrow and be like, hey, I got Esteban Oreo right now. He, he'll fucking shoot the whole fucking thing. The impeachment hearings, you name it, whatever you got. <laughs> the craziest thing is that he's the only president I've ever shot. Oh, really? Who? Trump. What do you shot mean? Trump. Eminem was doing a, like a fake presidential campaign. Yeah. And it was called the Shady Convention. Yeah. And MTV sponsored it. And Trump was the guy that was announcing Eminem to come and do his speech. Sure. His presidential speech. And Damn. so you you shot all that. Yeah. That's awesome. Documented so you did that. that's so you did get a piece of history. You had no idea at that time that he was gonna go no, on to he was be- just one of the richest guys in America, you know? Yeah. yeah. That well that put himself out there like that because there's a lot of people richer that nobody knows and right exactly put themselves out there like that. right you know i met uh bill clinton yeah and i met george bush senior i met george bush senior in the rose garden yeah because i went to this thing called boys nation and i was elected to go on the border and so i met him in the in the rose garden and i met bill clinton when he was on campaign and uh and uh I stole a press pass. Yeah. I, I was in high school. I stole a press pass. And, cool. and then I, I jumped this fence and I had this press pass and I told them that I was representing all of the newspapers in the state of Washington. Yeah. And so they let me in and I got to sit down and talk with uh, Bill Clinton while he was running that first time or whatever. And yeah. It was pretty exciting, man. It was interesting. Yeah. I've shot some pretty uh, influential people and pretty... Uh legendary people yeah dude we, like, we should i shot uh, john trudell you know, did you yeah from american indian movement yeah he was one of the guys that uh took over alcatraz yeah in the 70s Aim. yeah that's and right and then uh his family was killed one time when he was doing a speech somewhere and he believes it was the feds sure it was and they burned his house down with his wife and a couple kids in there and uh, Jackson Brown had come to an art show that me and Cartoon did in Venice. Yeah. And I think he bought some pieces that day and uh, kept in touch with us and then hired me. He produced a, a record for John Trudell. I didn't know that. So uh, he hired me to shoot the, the photos and then me and John Trudell kicked it all day just like one-on-one. What was he like? He was cool, super cool. And like... You know, he's been through so much and done right. so much. It's right. like just cool to kick with him. Kind of like uh, I got the f- same feeling with Johnny Tapia. He was one of my favorite fighters ever. And I want to kick myself in the ass for not shooting. I only shot two rolls of film because the, the guy said we only need two pages. Yeah. So I didn't shoot a lot of photos, but I could have shot ten rolls of film of him. And right. had a shitload of pictures, but 
we shot the two rolls and then he goes hey you want to go eat and so we went and had lunch and i was just like fuck i'm kicking it with one of my favorite fighters in the world and uh i kind of got that same feeling when i was kicking with john trudell yeah that's awesome to spend time with people it's it's a lot cooler you know it is definitely yeah well, it's been a lot cooler because you sat down with us. Uh, show. Big Steve's giving us the high sign, so we're going to have to roll out. He's but tired. Esther, Yeah, <laughs> he's got to eat. He's got to go to bed. He's got to take a hard luck nap. Yeah. All right, man. We'll talk to you later, Esteban. Thank you. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.